Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Welcome to the Future of Influence. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and today I'm chatting with Brian Bradley. Brian is the Senior Managing Partner at Bradley Legal Corporation and can be found online at btblegal.com. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Sandy, for having me on and getting the podcast together. And hopefully, you know, the stuff we talk about today can really help everybody up their influence in their personal life, their business life, and the whole sphere. I am certain after the conversation we were having pre-show that you are going to share some extremely useful information and insights. But let's start with Bradley Legal Corporation. Tell us a little bit about what facet of the law you're practicing, how you're helping your clients. Yeah, that's a great question. So my practice started, so I came out of law school in 2008 when the Great Recession hit. And so I ended up having to lose my, I didn't have to lose my job. I ended up losing my prosecutor job because the state couldn't pay anybody. And then I had to get into private practice. Um, economy trickled into that. Um, so everybody was getting fired in every job, you know, that you can possibly have. And I ended up having to work for free for three years just to get into court and experience. And so I just went to state by state agencies and like, Hey, I need experience in court. You have a bunch of cases and no one that you can pay to represent them. I'll represent them for free. You just run the court costs. And they looked at me dumbfounded. What? I will literally work for free. You just cover the court costs because I'm not going to pay to represent people in court. I had to do that for about three years. And I just built so much trial experience doing that. Um, It gave me great experience and accolades. uh, That I then was able to, when the economy started trickling back up, get into firms that were stuck in cases and trials that they're not trial lawyers. And I became what was known as like a legal janitor or fixer, like come in, fix this case for us. Um, the issue with that is once they realized they didn't like trials and cases, you know, in court, then there was no more job for me. And I just kept getting sent on my way. And finally, I just decided to open up my own practice and I was doing high stake litigation and trials. Um, and I got tired of seeing problems come in the door after the fact of people being sued, either whether it's predatory in a messed up legal system and world that we have now, or um, you know, different other issues of their life crumbling on them and wanting me to fix it after the fact. And I realized if you just did some preventative planning beforehand as you're growing your empire and upping your influence and creating your businesses and your, you know, investing in real estate, whatever it is. If you did some preventative planning, we would have had more leverage and strength to help save your retirement or your legacy that you're passing down. So I added a branch called asset protection law into my practice. And I just reached out to the top asset protection firms in the world and and just basically said, hey, this is who I am. This is my trial experience. You know, I'm rated, you know, best what is the best attorney of America 2020, super lawyer rising star, you know, top 100 high stake trial lawyers. Um, this is the value I can bring to you guys. Let's find a way to work together and collaborate. And we'll just do it on clients I bring in. And then what we'll do is just split the split the the fee, depending on how we come up with that agreement and not. So there was no risk on their end. There's no risk really on my end. We were able to provide a better service for clients. 
and protect them through the whole sphere of their life from growing. And it was just because I got tired of seeing people losing everything and not doing the preventative planning beforehand. And so what we do now is now I exclusively work on asset protection. We're protecting over, I think now, 5 billion worth of assets now. Um, have clients all over, you know, um, attorneys all over the nation, over 3,000 clients, and just by creating a better system. I love that you saw a problem and you just went out and fixed it. I mean, that's the definition of the entrepreneurial spirit anyway, right? You see a problem and you fix it. It, it really is. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm not just a lawyer. Like, I'm more of an entrepreneur. I just look at, I like law. I'm really good at law, but I like investing. And I realized, well, if this is happening to these guys, this is going to happen to me as I start growing professionally and start investing my own capital and money. So it started as like, I don't want to be those people, my clients on the back end. So what do I need to do beforehand? And then I just looked at this and said, well, let's just find a way to create another business around this. But instead of recreating the wheel, what I did was said, who has the best wheel that functions in this environment already? Let me just go make an affiliation with them. And then we can work together and partner up um, and just don't be, you know, like one of my points on that is like, it's a great way to get started. But if you become too piggish or arrogant, you'll destroy your business partnership with people or they'll just say no. So I went on the standpoint of like, I did want to how to work for free, take less, prove your value, then you'll split the pot later on. And it seems like you built a lot of influence in that process. And I, and I did. And part of it was just because like, I'm passionate about what I do. My mindset is generally, I can elevate myself by elevating other people around me. And so the more people in my network that I have, that we work well together, if we have a similar mindset, um, no one's being piggish. Uh, I don't like being the smartest man at the table. You know, like I should be the dumbest person at the table and then have some people around me in different spheres who then can educate me and we all lift each other up. I was talking to one client because we do, I do a part of, you know, coaching program as well for people for, you know, business success and mindset and stuff like, you know, different avenues of their life. And he was telling me like, oh, it's always horrible being the smartest man at the table. I'm like, really? Maybe you should change your circle and sphere of people around you and your influence of people that you have in your circle. And he said, well, what do you mean? My like, King Arthur didn't say like, man, that's the greatest thing in the world. I'm the smartest man at the table here. No, he's probably the dumbest man at the table who had a bunch of really smart knights in different areas of their life that he pulled off of knowledge to solve problems. So make sure when you're building your influence of people, just surround yourself with success and you're going to elevate yourself by elevating the people around you. And we've heard similar stories about Henry Ford. As he said, I can answer any question you have as long as I can call somebody to get the answer. <laughs> no, yeah, and it's be the last to speak. That's one thing I always like to do is hear what everybody has to say. I can sit there and think and then... I'll have my opinion at the end of it. it the, the, you don't want to be the first person to speak and try to solve the problem because then all you're going to do is end up either telling people what you want the solution to be, or you're going to miss everybody else's points of what they have to do. So Brian, you mentioned that you have a coaching program about business and mindset, and you seem very passionate about that. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that. Um, yeah. So as I got into you know, talking at different summits and investment summits, it turned more away from just the legal side and how to protect your assets through asset protection strategies and stuff like that. And people wanted to know more about how I built 
my business. And I went through the same problems everybody else had. Like I had no capital. So how do you create a big, powerful law firm with no money? I had to find a lot of free ways to advertise and market and brand myself. And one of those was start talking and on shows, free marketing, free branding. If you can brand yourself and you're good at what you do, then the phone will start ringing. People ended up wanting to hear more about my personal story through failure because I had a lot of failure from a failed athlete to, uh, you know, starting a business coming out of law school at the wrong time um, and just constantly falling forward. And so I started talking about these issues and it turned into another side business. And like I said, I'm an entrepreneur. And I said, well, it's time to create a business structure around this and everybody's into passive cash flow. People are into investing in real estate or finding multiple buckets of, of revenue to come in. Yeah, it's my job to protect those, but most people are going about their business structures the wrong way. They don't even have a business structure. They don't have any planning. And I was reading a book by R.C. Blake's Jr., Kingology and Queenology. And I love the principle so much of real men and women are kings and queens of their life, but we're not managing our lives like a king and queen. We're managing our lives like pawns who are easily replaceable and sacrificial and they'll never be remembered or court jesters and clowns. Clowns don't you know, run kingdoms or you're not acting like a queen. You're acting like a Jezebel or a princess. A snotty princess isn't going to be running a kingdom sitting next to a king. She's not going to be, you know, uh, a Jezebel is going to get no respect out of life, isn't going to do anything with her life. So king and queens have different mindsets. And so I took these principles from, you know, R.C. Blakes and Simon Sinook and other great influencers and started structuring my own planning around it. And the point is just to essentially teach people, if you want to be successful, it starts from the mindset between the ears. If you get it between the ears right, managing yourself as a king and queen, the rest of it will fall into place. So when did the, when did working on yourself and your mindset shift your business? Cause you weren't doing this from the beginning. I, I, I've always been into personal growth. I had to really shift my mindset to become a business owner probably about six years ago. And it started with reading Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And if you just take the principles of the book and the cash, cash flow quadrant, and the whole point of it is, especially that, you know, like I like how he, he uses um, law firms in the example of, because we're specifically a client driven service. So I make money by a client retaining me. And the problem is most law firms fail within a year or two because you either have to sacrifice on the legal side or most lawyers are really bad at creating a business. And so if all you are is client driven, eventually your doors are going to close because you can't scale. There's no scalability. And so most people who leave a firm or leave a business go and become self-employed. That's not a business. That's just you being driven by like a service industry, client-based industry. What you need to do is create a business structure and business procedures that then you manage and then you can infinitely grow and scale at that point because then you're just bringing in more people as more clients come in. But if it's just you doing all the work, you know, the contractor, the general contractor can't be the roofer, can't be the framer, can't be laying the foundation. It's the same thing with business. If you want to be able to scale and grow and free up your time because my personal time is very valuable. I like to spend my time with my kids, take them to dance, take them to gymnastics, you know, go to the park with them. If I'm doing everything, I will not be around my children. My children won't know me and I will not be living, experiencing life. And so my whole point was 
there's a better way to create a law firm. And so I have employed the systemization and optimization of, you know, business structures into a law firm and modernized my law firm. And those principles go to every type of business that's out there. And some of the stuff I did was, you know, like I didn't have a website because back in the day, all the big firms just relied on referrals. Well, if you're not out there in modern day technology and using technology, people aren't going to know that you exist. Um, I, what I didn't have much money to pay for pay-per-click or, you know, different types of uh, search engine optimizations. I didn't even have it registered on Google when I created my, my website. Um, so I had to go through the hiccups of that. Um, some other failures for there were living in a firm, like creating my firm too robust than it should be. So I had massive overhead. And unless you actually literally have to be sitting at a desk in front of somebody to do your job, your overhead shouldn't exist then because there's no need for that mahogany desk. There's no need for that spot. And there's only a few areas in business now, especially nowadays, you know, with COVID, it learned that there's more uses of technology to free up your time and to systemize your practice and make you more efficient, but then give you more of a family-based life that you want and just free up your time. So as I started implementing different technologies, it really showed the power of scalability. And it started changing my mindset of how I view my business. It's not just me being a client service. It was me being a businessman. And what I had to do was check my ego at the door and say, I don't always have to be the one to go into court, pounding the desk and arguing for every client. I had to make a decision. Do I want to be in court every day or do I want to be the senior managing partner of a firm? And then my job is to do what business owners do, grow the business and manage it. And so that was one of the mindset shifts in the beginning I really had to make was which route do I want to go? So that was the shift that you made in terms of business and you're recommending that we consider our business to take a step back and say, are we self-employed or is it a business? When it comes to our asset management, so if we're out there, we're building a business, we're growing our assets, what are one or two things we really need to know or keep in mind as for our assets as we grow our businesses? Yeah, as you're growing your business and you're making more money, like one, don't own things in your own name. Like you're going to get sued. Like that's just the reality of it. If you're upping your influence, you're upping your visibility, you're upping the big red button that everybody can see, your visibility is growing, growing, growing. And so as that grows, your liability and your risk is going to grow. So you just copy what the rich do. Your goal is to become rich. There's different levels and stages that you do this as you go. So as you start out, have a business structure or entity. You know, talk with your CPA and your asset protection lawyer and find out which one of those entities, whether it's an LLC or a limited partnership, S Corp, C Corp are better for you. There's different flavors for different situations. So don't just let one person say, throw it all into here and you'll be perfectly fine. Run from that person, hang up the phone, don't talk to them because you have to have a risk evaluation and you have to decide when you're starting out. Do I care more about taxes and mitigating taxes or do I have a very high liability profession that I'm going into and that I'm going to grow? Maybe protection is more important and then we can mitigate taxes through our wealth managers and CPAs. So don't do it on your own and don't rely on Google searches. So understand base level one, I need a business entity because I need to limit my personal liability. I don't want to lose my house. I don't want to lose my car. I don't want to be living in a tent. So how do we protect ourselves minimally at first and get insurance? Then as you grow and buy more assets, it's what additional protection do we need from there? And as long as you do this preventatively and you build, this is where most people fail is 
on, on the protection side, they think of it like a like a, an estate plan. I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. Next thing you know, you're, you know, grandma's 90 years old and dying on the deathbed and grandma never got to creating a will or an estate plan. It goes the same thing with business structures and asset protection. You're so focused on building, growing, scaling metrics, return on investment. You don't think about the protection side of it until you're already being sued. It's too late when you're already being sued. There's not much I can do for you or anybody can do for you except exempt that lawsuit and then protect you for future lawsuits. So you need to plan and budget that business entity from the beginning. And if you can't equate that budget into your investment, it's too early for you to invest. Okay. So you have spent years now growing your influence and utilizing that influence. As you continue to grow it, what are your plans for using your influence moving forward? That's a great question. That's what I'm implementing. Right, I was just having a, a couple of beers at a brewery on Friday with my buddy who also uh, neighbor, um, big tech guy and influencer in, in the tech space. And we we're having this conversation of what are we going to do next? And uh, most likely it's going to be combining our networks uh, together to create a coaching platform that encompasses both my, you know, managing your mental state as well as tech uh, business organization and systemization, as well as if you need legal, if you need financial management and bring our networks in together so that clients that come in, we have under one umbrella, kind of a family office set up from, okay, you have nothing. Let's take you from zero to managing a kingdom in a, ma a matter of time and utilizing all the knowledge that we've collected over decades to help our clients out mind, body, soul. And where can we find you online, Brian? Yeah, you can jump on my website, www.btblegal.com. I use my website more as just an educational platform for clients in the legal sense. Like there's a lot of case law um, videos, educational videos to where as you're building your businesses, I want some way you, I want people to be able to go and get information before they go and talk to a bunch of law firms. So they have an arsenal of information and knowing whether they're going to get sold a bag of goods or not. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn a lot. I like the platform on LinkedIn. So you can just message me. Um, I generally do free consultations just because I want people to have information, like whether you can afford me or not, or you want to retain me, that's different. I'd rather just people have a good foundation before they start making decisions. Well, thank you so much for educating us today. You've certainly given us a lot to think about and some, I guess, evaluations to make around our own business and mindset. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.